want to expand your vision. I want to encourage you and I want, through them. So Pastor Whitfield, Pastor Grunewald, and Pastor Vance, you guys come up here and <clears throat> I'll, I'll introduce them. And I want them to share with you because we had a session last night and I asked them to update all the, uh, yeah, go ahead, Pastor. Pastor, yeah, you don't fall over backwards. Um, I, last night, I asked them to, because we had an advisory board meeting, and uh, these comprise uh, half of the advisory board, th these special pastors. And I said, would you just update each other with what's going on in your ministry and share what your, you know, the, the, the things that God's doing in your midst. Would you just share that with each other? And um, they were all, and I was struck, and Carol was struck with how much God has done with them since they've been diligent to work this process, this system. So I've asked them just share with you quickly uh, what that is. Why don't, you, why don't you start, Pastor Whitfield? All right. Um, when Dean asked us to do this last evening, uh, share with him two things that if we had not been working this process that we would there are many things that I could have shared and uh, but there were two things in particular that I did share that if we had not been working this process we would not be where we are right now with these two particular things one is with Impact University in Impact University which we started several years ago that our goal was not just to have a Bible school to where people would that students would come in and they would receive a <clears throat> biblical instruction, but that they would also receive biblical instruction, but they would also learn this process uh, in the meantime of how to go out and to work in a ministry, build a ministry, become a vital um, part of helping a ministry grow. And uh, we started out with five interns uh, when we started that. And we had an evening class, but our day class, we had five. And now we have 19 day students. And out of those 19 day students, we have 10 interns that are learning this process on a regular basis. And then we have over 50 evening students. And we also, not only that, though, through the process, because there was a board that was developed, a team that was developed for Impact University that has worked the process, that not only that, though, we've developed where we're uh, being approved for the GI Bill. We're now in the process of working to get students from foreign nations to come in. And uh, none of this would have been done if we did not have this process in place to where I had someone around me smarter than myself. And Pastor Barr is over the education uh, area, and uh, he has surrounded himself with a team that has helped us build Impact University. But then the second thing that I shared was that for about the last six years, our desire has been to have a church in Statesville. Statesville is about uh, 40 miles from here. Uh, we've had a bunch of folk drive here for many years to church, and our goal was to have a church there. And, uh, and our goal was to, um, uh, and of course, if it had been totally and completely up to me, of course, I'd have just started a church, and we'd have taken off, and and um, uh, been in the mess that we were here before we learned the process. And, uh, but uh, because we have a team uh, that is surrounding us, 
that uh, we started a Bible study. That was a team suggestion. We had a team there in Statesville, and the core team in Statesville. We started a Bible study there two years ago uh, that we knew would eventually turn into a church. Well, back in August of last year, my team went away for strategic planning to look at our 10-year vision. We were already two years into the 10-year vision, and we went away for strategic planning to see what the next eight years would hold and the steps that we needed to take to accomplish the vision that God had given us, and where were we? And, of course, one of those uh, portion, one of the parts of the 10-year vision was the satellite campuses. And uh, as we looked at it, uh, we made the decision in August of 2011 not to proceed with the satellite campus in Statesville, uh, that we had priorities here at home. Now, of course, that was not my desire, but I had to listen to my team. And can I share this with you also, Dr. Adkin? and that is that I got the smartest team in the world, and I've got the best team that we've ever had. And I'll share this with you also, that is, if you'll allow the process to work, the process will weed out those who are not going to go with you and then bring up those who are with you and who are smarter than you are because all of my team is smarter than I am. And, of course, they know it. But anyway, uh, no, just kidding. But, but <clears throat> in our meeting in August, we made the decision not to move forward with the church in Statesville. Now, that was not my desire. That's not what I wanted to do. Nor did I want to go tell, shoo, nor did I want to go tell my core team in Statesville that we were not going to proceed with the church in Statesville. I knew it was going to disappoint them. I knew it was going to, it was going to slow down even work we had been doing. But I knew that our team had made a decision with the facts and the, and the perspective from them and the, and, the, and the wisdom that was coming from them. We had to say, not now. We could not proceed. So on September the 15th of 2011, I met with our core team in Statesville, and I shared with them what I just shared with you, that we needed to put the church in Statesville on hold and that we would finish out the year with the Bible study and that we would not start the church in Statesville. But I shared with them that night, I said, but something's stirring in my heart uh, uh, about a church here in Statesville. Something's just stirring in my heart. So the next week we were out of town doing a leadership meeting, and on Monday morning, September the 26th, I had an appointment that, appointment that was made with a pastor from Statesville who was teaching in Impact University. And he came into my office and he sat down and he said, Pastor, what's your vision for Statesville? Now, he pastored a church in Statesville. He said, what's your vision for Statesville? So I told him what the vision for Statesville was. He said, God spoke to me and said that we were to come and that we were to give you all of our buildings, all of our land, and to turn our congregation over to you. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, <clears throat> after I got up off the floor and quit crying, I said, could you tell me that one more time, please? And he did. And I went and called Pastor Joey, uh, who was over our satellite campuses, and Tom Stock and our executive administrator into my office, and I told them what I just told you. And Pastor Joey said, that's a game changer. That's a game changer. And it was a game changer. And so within the next few months, we 
went, did, did our due diligence of, of, of uh, title searches and, and inspections and so forth. And on December the 28th, we closed on uh, 17, little, right at 17 acres of land and three buildings. And on uh, Sunday morning, January the 1st, we bust uh, the members of that church to Clemens and had a service here, combined service here. And then on Sunday morning, January the 8th, uh, we had our first satellite service in Statesville, North Carolina. Hallelujah. Now, there is no way that we could have done that without the team process, nor could we have done that if my team had not had quality teams in place because now they're having to establish music ministry, having to establish children's ministry, having to establish youth ministry, having to establish the discipleship ministry, and it's all being done because of this process. And uh, we named my wife the interim campus pastor over there because she definitely has our DNA. So, but Dr. Radkin, none of this would be possible if we had not had this process in place. Yeah, but you, so, wor you worked it. Yeah, well, that, amen. that was the key. And then God, that opens the door for God to do some amazing things because you have people to send, yeah. people that you can, uh, you, that have your culture. Now when they go over there, it's going to be the same DNA. It's amen. going to be the culture that you established. Amen. And Pastor Whitfield uh, is the director of the Southeast region for the Ministry Institute. And Carol and I are so indebted to him. Next is Pastor Grunewald. John and Michelle Grunewald from Bonn, Germany, and Pastor Grunewald is the director in Europe and has helped us get into Ireland and England and Scotland and France and all the places that uh, God wants us in with this system. So, Pastor Grunewald, you share what God's doing. Well, when, when Michelle and I uh, moved to Germany, it was it's almost 19 years ago, we had Europe in our heart. And we weren't sure all that we were going to do there, but we knew it was bigger than just moving to uh, one city in Germany, but that's where we started. And uh, it didn't take long. You know, we were, we were growing, and uh, we were extremely busy, and we were not maximum CEOs. We were the maxed-out CEOs. <laughs> there really wasn't... We couldn't see how we could do much more, yet we knew there was so much more to do. And, uh, you know, we were looking, searching, asking God, you know, what do we do about that? And fortunately, you know, we had some friends that gave us, you know, one of the perspectives. I think Tim and Rhonda did and uh, somebody else did. And, and I saw that we, the, Dr. Radke was going to be in, at Jonathan Del Turco's church in October of 19, or 2004. And so we called up there and said, you know, uh, we think we're, we're going to come. And they said, come on. And... Uh, so we went to the meetings, and within a couple of hours during that first workshop, I just sat there and thought, oh, my God, why didn't somebody tell us this 25 years ago? We would have been so much further ahead. We wouldn't have been struggling like we were in some areas. And so from that time on, we slowly started to institute, you know, some of these things and got our staff involved right away and built from that staff we built really what you know became our executive leadership team and we started from there and from the you know one local church and one campus to now throughout Europe we have a great team of people the Maddens are here uh, Arthur Reimer sitting over next to him he's got part of his team here too uh, we have 
a great team in many in different countries. We have 25 campus locations with over 800 students. And then we were asked to, you know, replicate this into Africa, where some of that group is here. Matt Beamer's here, and there's five campuses in, in Africa today and growing, and then we're going to go from there into the Middle East uh, with Bible schools, Bible training centers. And uh, we would have been lost yeah. Yeah. and overwhelmed if we hadn't learned how to do this and put it into practice, and we're still learning. I mean, sometimes I feel like, you know, we're still at the real beginning stages of this. But what we have learned and put into practice has allowed us to get to this point to where we can do what we're doing. And, um, you know, one of the things that you said in the first time was, you know, you, you can get your life back. And I thought, yeah, that sounds good. But does that ever really happen? And, uh, you know, because we're missionary pastors and et cetera, you know, we had to be gone sometimes back to the States to do the things that missionaries do. And uh, we used to not be gone very long, and then we were gone a little bit longer. And over the last couple of years, we've been gone a couple of times a little bit longer. And uh, I used to come home, and there'd be a stack of paper this big, you know, that I'd have to deal with and go through. And this is still answering emails. And, you know, I just I hated being gone because of what it meant coming home. And then the, the stack got smaller and smaller. And one time we came home after six weeks and there was one piece of paper in my box. <laughs> and I was like, hallelujah. <laughs> you know, you used to kind of be afraid to open it. And then uh, the last couple of times, you know, and we were gone for eight weeks once and came home and not one piece of paper in my box. Everything was handled. And, you know, I asked our leadership team when I came back, I said, so how was it while well, we were gone? You know, now we're emailing all the time, and if we need to talk on the phone, we do that. But they said, you know, it was great. It was like you weren't even gone. And that was a compliment to yeah. the process and the system working. They felt confident. They knew where, why we were gone and what we were doing and that we needed to be. They helped us get into that position, and they're glad to do it, and we help them stay in position, and their teams are helping them stay in position. But it's, it's uh, made the work be able to grow to the point where it is now and uh you know really we do have our life back Amen. to a degree that it like we never had before and and we're accomplishing more because we're leading and not just doing all of it so we are very excited about all that's happened and all that we've learned and that's why we still come because it's working amen, amen. Thank, thank you thank you, thank you. and Pastor Vance and his wife Kathy are directors of the Northeast and New England, New York area. And um, I'd like you to hear from Pastor Vance. Um, for ourselves personally, um, first coming into this in a different scenario, I had the responsibility, had been in ministry, but I had the responsibility of taking over an existing ministry that had been established strong. But these kind of ideas were revolutionary. That was not the way church was done. It was a highly micromanaged church. Even myself coming in as a leader from without was exceedingly frustrated by the processes that were in it. So I inherited what Dr. Racky talks about the dysfunction because all the things I prior did before, which was too much to begin with, I inherited the job of senior leader as well. And I was overwhelmed and not sure how to handle all this. And one of the members of my staff at the time um, 
knew somebody in Pastor Del Turco's church and had heard about Dr. Aki handing me a piece of paper and a memo. And what intrigued me was someone who had both ministerial and business experience. Because I know for me personally, God led me in the road of training me for ministry by also raising up and dealing with my own business for a time. Even though I knew from about 40 days after I was, had given my heart to Christ, that ministry was my, was my call. The way that God led me was very unconventional. Now I know why on so many other fronts, but still didn't understand how we're gonna grapple with this, how we're gonna deal with a, a whole ministry load of people that are used to being controlled, used to being told what to do. Mm -hmm. And obtaining ideas, plans, programs, uh, just tell me what to do. And so when I first came into this end and heard about it, I was like, wow. But it is one of the things that, that JB said is that it will absolutely uh, filter your staff. Because you'll find that in it, when you activate a process like this, you'll determine who really can and who really can't go with me. Mm -hmm. Who really can handle and, and be the leaders that you need. Because we cap the level of what we're able to do for God, not God. It's our inability to either dele delegate or our lack of raising up more leaders that you can actually empower. And the idea is that empowerment you think would be um, edifying and encouraging to people. Sometimes it's scary. Yeah. And if people come out of a culture of used to being uh, told what to do, it's very difficult for some of them to actually ever change. It's easier for them to leave the responsibility with you and not take it. Because you can't hold somebody responsible if they're just doing what they're told to do. That's right. And so it takes time. And so we've been working this process. It, we went through different members of staff. We've been dealing with it. And we really turned a corner. We've, we've had to work through a lot. And it inquired... It is a discipleship process because it's made me understand how much this communication that he's talking about here, how much you, you even have to communicate with your own executive staff because it takes time to get things into people. But when we came and gelled in August, the vision was more clear than ever end. What revolutionized my life, nobody in all the years of ministry had ever clearly and succinctly detail what my job was. That what you see the CEO leadership uh, uh, job description there, I don't care, Bible schools, you don't hear that. Other ministries, very rarely, if unless they've been around something, will we'll be able to describe what you're supposed to do. But knowing that has, was a huge game changer for me, that my responsibility is to be the primary direction setter, the vision caster, and not doing all the things, trusting God. He will raise up what's necessary to make that happen. And it began. And so when we, we were more clear in August, and our executive team has been meeting extensively over vision and how we were going to handle it. And we hit so much. We made so much traction. We went into the beginning of this year with a lot of momentum because now everybody on, on my executive team, and now we're realizing because the more they have it, the more they drill it down into the organization, they got it. They understand vision. They understand what we're supposed to do. And now things are starting to come together out of it. Our, our numbers are up. Our attendance is up. Our income is up. 
you know, I was, I, we've, the clarity of what we're about, who we are, what our DNA is, is more understood by our organization than ever before. And people even within the ministry have determined whether this is the place they want to be or not the place they want to be. But we are clear, and that's because we've taken the time and that through all of it. And, and, and so even our ability to reach the people that we're called to reach, we know, and that burns, that's a passion within us. So in the, in the month of January, um, we had you know, people, and for us, we considered it a big a thing in the Northeast, but we had just shy of 50 people give their heart to Christ this January alone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's developing the ends, our growth track, and all the else of the things of helping people obtain. We've come out of it and understand. To us, in our ministry, success for us is moving people from where they are to where God wants them to be. So we've developed the processes. You know, when Dr. Racky talks about assimilation, we realize, for us, assimilation, we began to collect all the proper data and realize, first time, second time visitor, we, got, we came down to establishing the statistics. So then, out of second time visitors, we've established an assimilation rate of 48%, where people are actually getting in. It's a clear, you know, we've developed plans that are simple, easy, you're obvious, easy, and strategic, that they're, it's not difficult for people to know, when I come in here, what's my next step, and how do I get involved, and ultimately empowering people to be who God created them to be, and that's, the, that's it, so it's all about this end, and my team, we work as a team, and therefore they, they work, they build their own teams, and it's out of it, so many of the things we're accomplishing don't even come out of always just our executive team that it's beginning to bear the fruit in others, beginning to process ideas and how, and continuing to carry out the vision. So it's, it's been revolutionary for us. It takes time. If you begin it, don't ever be discouraged by it. We're, I feel like Pastor Grunwald, we're, I feel like we're just kind of like making that progress point, but it always takes a lot to get something moving. But when it does, that's when a lot of people, momentum is absolutely key to anything in life. And it takes a lot of effort and a lot of stimulus and a lot of energy to get something moving in the right direction. But once it takes off, once it goes, the, 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 the power and the, and the, the absolute, uh, all that's entailed in that will take you places that you didn't even think you could be able to get to. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. <laughs>